This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is brought to you in association with Wednesday Picks, the free-to-play game where you can bag yourself a share of £1,000 just by answering a few questions based on our upcoming fixture. Just head to the iOS App Store or the Google Play Store to download the app and enter your predictions. You have to be over 18 to play. Please play responsibly and be gambleaware.org. You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast with your hosts James Mapping and Jamie Halcroft. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, as ever, I'm joined by Jamie. Good evening. And today we'll be uh, discussing uh, the last two games that we played. Obviously Bournemouth where we got that win. And then that Millwall game which I'd rather forget about. To be honest, but before I do that, um, we've got quite a few interviews that on our on our podcast. Which, if you've not already listened to, we've got the Chris Lines one and Marcus Tudgay. But we've also been busy uh, recording others for you to uh, for you to listen to, which will be coming out in a, in a, uh, you know in the recent days. Uh, we've got Glenn Lovens. We've also got Chris Turner. We've also got David Lucas. Uh, and then we've also been speaking to Daniel Padilla as well. So we've got loads and loads of interviews. And Brian Laws. And Brian Laws. Oh, sorry, I forgot about that one. Yeah, Brian, Brian Laws. James, how brilliant with that? Oh, it was, fan- it was fantastic just to just to hear him as well. And uh, like you said as well, you know, he's one of the people that when we were, you know, growing up watching Wednesday, he's, you know, he's one of the people that we, and managers that we actually remember quite quite fondly as well. So yeah, it was, it was fantastic to, to speak to him. And yeah, you'll be, you'll be able to listen to that in, in due course. Like I said, there's that many of them. I forgot we'd even spoken to him. <laughs> so we're, yeah, we're, we're, so, we're, we're, we're doing well, aren't we? We're doing well. Yeah, Exactly, and if you are enjoying all these uh, all these episodes that we are putting out for you, then please, you know, the least you can do is uh, you know drop us a review and a rating. Uh, we do really do really appreciate it. So yeah, Bournemouth midweek uh, two one. How did you uh, feel it went, Jeremy? Well, I think it went well to be honest, didn't it? But uh, I think going back to last week's podcast, what we said, if you remember me saying, I said. Um, so I think we're going to get nothing there, whatever. But remember this now and then. Remember in a week's time, we are quick the weeks go. If we come back and for somehow we've got this or that. And I was sat there before the Millwall game thinking, God, when we're 1-0 up, I'm thinking that podcast I did last week, I'd love it to just go on Sunday night and just go, right, look at that. Six points that we didn't expect or whatever. But it, the, the only positive thing I can sort of take out is we still got three points from the two games like I wanted. It was just the wrong way around. But with, with talking about Bournemouth game for a start... Um, 
again, it's that I'd, well, I am say I told you so because you get you get the you get it for roads. I've been mentioning it loads of times, saying you give him give him service and he'll score. He's always been last choice, but he did and he scored. Again, he didn't start against Millwall, he'd come off bench and he should have been given a start again because this is what I'm saying about getting a real chance and a real running in the real running the team, like starting, not just coming off bench. Like you score a goal, you, you expect to start next game. But yeah, a great result at Bournemouth. Um, the weathered storm a bit second half, typical Samuel Hutchinson challenge. But then, and as soon as as soon as on Sky Sports News, I heard it. I think it were, uh, were not, oh, I forgot what commentator were, but he was saying, um, yeah, it's only one way this is going now. When it one one, saying Bournemouth are going to win and. So just like Dom, when Dom Alton tweeted saying, oh, Millwall are rubbish at home, they had one since October, just like I knew they were going to beat us as soon as he put that. But yeah, how do you think it went? Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that, that goal from Patterson, that first one, it was comical, weren't it? I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, you know, when, uh, you know, when it came to... I mean, that, that, to be honest, that, that came from all that pressure, you know, actually you know, putting the defence under pressure. They made so many mistakes and the amount of times that Bournemouth kicked the ball out of play and, you know, you know unforced errors and things like that. Um, but that were a testament to, you know, to Patterson and Kachunga who were leading the line quite well and, you know, defending from the front. And then, yeah, when, when that ball came to him, I just, you know, it was such a, Shithouse goal, weren't it? And to be fair, it was such a Patterson goal as well. You know, if you if there were going to be anyone that scores a goal like that, it was definitely going to be him. And I don't know if you heard him in these, uh, you know, in press conference just before the Millwall game, but he said that he took his first touch and his his first touch weren't great, and he's just he said he's just had to hit it like you know as, as early as he can, which is why he kind of fluffed it. And then to be fair, key, keeper didn't. I think keeper didn't know what was going to happen, really, and he just kind of <laughs> fell over like slow motion and. I think he didn't expect a turtle walking really slowly towards him, so he just sort of went underneath him. But I think the the, the way we can put these that, these last few performances, James, even before who were it we beat now just before um, when Palmer scored, what, what game Preston. was that? Uh, Preston, yeah, Preston. So even going back to that, um, it's all been a tale of when the goals have been scored. Like you look at Preston just before half time, we went one 0 up, and then you look at Bournemouth uh, just before half time, we went one 0 up, even though like they pulled a goal back. The fact is, like, we pressed and we've held on when we scored just before half time, perfect time to score. Bournemouth, even if when you score just before half time, perfect timing, even if they do get one back, you still always got that chance because you're level. And then against Millwall, we were winning and then they've scored just before half time this time, which has changed momentum. So it's a lot of it has been about when they've scored, um, when yeah. the balls have scored. I mean, that, yeah. I mean that, that Bournemouth game as well, just going back right to the start, uh, I think last week you were saying how we'd, we've not named. You know, same defence in more than you know one game. It's always been chopped and changed. I mean, he, you know, like, surprise to me, he named it unchanged, unchanged starting eleven from the Preston game. Not even, not one change whatsoever. Which I, I was quite surprised. I know I keep banging on about the amount of games that we've got, and I keep thinking that they're going to be, be rotating, rotating the team. But it's obviously clear from from what Thompson's looking at that you don't really want to unsettle the side if it, if it's winning which I suppose is is good it's not you know it's not fair if you're uh, if you've had a good performance and then you get get dropped it must even though you, you might say to you oh, you know just don't want to get to be tired I suppose they're just raring to go and they want to just want to keep playing and stuff but yeah I mean to yeah to beat Bournemouth I know we said I think we said next three games obviously that were Bournemouth Millwall and Wickham where they took six points like you said just then I thought we wouldn't get anything out of, out of Bournemouth. A draw would have been amazing. Like I say, it's kind of the wrong wrong way around yeah. how, it's, uh, how it's gone. But we're still on still on track, and I, and I think the form that we're in, uh, it's not it's not relegation form, is it? And, and everyone's getting everyone's getting dragged dragged into it. 
before we talk about like when we say it's not relegation form and talk about all our fans our meltdown we have and stuff like I think thinking about it when you look at the results so for example Penny he, he, I think I'm not going to slate him again like I keep saying but he's been the least impressive I think out of the ones that have come into the squad out of the ones that I found most exciting when I saw him coming into the squad recently and then I think when at Millwall all you see all, all over it in today's like all Twitter and fans and whatever, which you try and stay off, but you can't help it. And it's like, well, Penny's crap, get him off, get him off. Is this is that? Is ragged? Is this is that? But you can't take somebody off in thirtieth minute because you, you you feel like an idiot taking off thirtieth minute. He'll feel like an idiot as a player coming off in thirtieth minute or whatever. And yeah. I, I get it, like, so you don't want to change a winning team. You don't want to change a winning team. But when you're playing three games a week, you have to. So it's all right. I was saying I can't remember last time we named same starting eleven. But if it were every Saturday you're playing when you play three games in, in a month and then you have an international break. And it's different when it's like that. But when it's this many games, you sort of have to. So I just think, I don't know. I think like, yeah, there were tired legs at Millwall or whatever, but it don't matter if there's tired legs. And professional footballers and when you one up just before our time and you've got, you've just got a player in the midfield who I always slay, who, who all fans are going, yeah, give him a chance. I'm looking down a good game and blah, blah, who, who decides to, you know what, it's 40th minute, we're comfortable. Let's just fucking rugby tackle him. Out. What, what, it's just ridiculous. It was just a ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous tackle. The other one for one, but you can't say, oh yeah, well, we'd lost anyway. We won because it was a different game if it won the last time. He's literally rugby tackled him from the edge of the area when he's going nowhere and it's the absolutely pointless, most stupid tackle you could ever see and only could it happen from Pelliopessa. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, we'll we'll get on onto that Millwall game in a in a minute. But I mean, just um, you said about tackles and penalties. There was that one that Hutchinson gave away uh, against Bournemouth, and when he when he did it, I just thought I just had, had my head in my hands. I was like, oh, just it had, just had to be Hutchinson, and I mean, I think Westwood were fuming as well because I think Westwood yeah, were yeah. going to get there um, in in front of whether the striker was, I forget, his, I forget his name, it's irrelevant to be honest. But um, but yeah, when that happened, I thought we'd played so well and we'd contained them so, you know, and, and put them under pressure and obviously got that lead. I saw, oh, I see, and I'm going to give it away. Um, you're, a decent, you're a decent penalty by the bad lad. Can't can't knock him for that one. But I just thought, oh, you just, we're just stupid tackle. I mean, to be fair, it was, it was probably a toenail off touching the ball. But you just don't do them challenges, do you? Wrong side of man, he are always going to be a be a penalty. You don't, James. But but it, I'm not defending him. But he had an amazing game, as as you all know. He played brilliant. And like I said, I'm not defending him. But if you're going to make a challenge, when yeah, you're last man, but you're not going to get sent off for something like that. If you're going to make a challenge when a player's one on one with keeper and he's ninety percent going to tap, going to knock it in net, then it'll be a challenge like that. When yeah, you're reckless, but. You're not going to get ball, but if you don't, it's going to, they're going to most likely score anyway. Not when he's on edge area, running towards their own net, and you rugby tackle him down. It, that that's the difference in the players, I think. And yeah, I don't know. It was stupid tackle, and you thought it was only going one way. As soon as he got that penalty, he won one. You thought right, it's going one way now. Do you know what I mean? So it didn't. Hi guys, this is Chris Lyons, Marcus Twidgay, David Lucas, Glenn Lovens, and I love listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. How lucky with Dunkley, by the way, against Bournemouth. I thought he were off, mate. Very, I thought he were. I thought very, he were gone. It, it, it were off, but for, it, it, the thing is, it 
it weren't it, you can't give a it rather a red or, or nothing simple you can't give a yellow I don't, yeah. but but at the same time at the same time it, it was Wednesday I'd want it given but obviously when it was for us you didn't want it given but you can see both ends not the yellow card but it weren't going nowhere yeah it was stupid you didn't need to play it was stupid it was absolutely stupid but it, it weren't going to get to it but that's not the point it was a sending off and it was last man so it were lucky and not only that, he messed up with a clearance for our goal, didn't he, later on, where he just sort of miskicked it, hoofed it. And oh, that's yeah. all it takes three passes, three passes like that on the edge of our area to release Harris, to cross it into re- to Rhodes to score a goal. That's all it takes on a counter attack. So, on that Dunkley thing, I think he, um, the, the reason why I probably got a yellow when, when they look back at it is, is because Westwood were covering. And I think Westwood, again, would have, would have got there. It's funny because you know, against Coventry, I was saying, like, um, you know, Westwood shouldn't have come out for that for that first goal. You were in no man's land and stuff. And then, <laughs> then this against Bournemouth, there, you know, he swept he swept up and, and stuff because he comes out. So that's you know, if you, if you take that out of his game, he's not going to be half as half as good a keeper. But then yeah, you've, then you've then you get when you get to the goal as well. Um, just such such good build up play. Um, you know, in in Pulis land, uh, when Luongo got the ball, that he'd have just oofed it. Or I don't think I don't think he even got to Luongo. I think Hutchinson had just you know put his put his laces through it. But when it were you know in, with with Thompson and stuff, they've obviously been given that freedom because you know Luongo brought it out of, out of defence. Then he uh, they laid it off to Reach, and then Reach played Harris in, and you know, and then rest is history when he when he crossed it in. But I think if we'd have had Pulis as manager, I don't think would have I don't think we'd have done that. Um, but that that goal as well, that the, the jump from. From from Rhodes, I mean, he's always going to be one winner when he uh, when he got up. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but I went absolutely ballistic. I would I was just I was just running around running around living room when that goal went in. And Missus said to me, she went, "What's happened? Have they got promoted?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what it's like, we isn't it? But I think going back to finger James before we talk about that Rhodes goal, when you just wanted to touch on that when you said Westwood then. I, that's why I've never faulted a keeper coming out because all I've said previously is Wild Smith's a good keeper, but he don't command his area enough. He don't come out enough. Yeah. Whatever. The worst thing you can do as a goalkeeper, as a goalkeeper, as a fan, is have a goalkeeper that don't come out. Yeah, you'd rather him come out and make mistakes and get penalties away once or twice a season than stand on his line for every corner and all defence be wary around him and ball. Do you know what I mean? Whereas we Westwood, everyone knows what they get with him and stuff. He might make mistakes, whatever, but even when we scored and made it 2 1, he still had an important save to make. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's, he's yeah, solid. I mean, as a defender as well, uh, it must be good that, you know, when you have got a keeper that you can rely on, uh, it kind of takes that weight off your back. You know, when, you, when you're defending a corner or uh, a free kick or whatever it is, when free kick comes in and corner comes in, if keeper comes out and collects it, well, it's just job done in it you don't even have to worry about it whereas yeah if you've got someone that sits online you're always going to be thinking wait a minute I've got to get my head on this because if, if I don't yeah, it's going to you know it could be a goal yep and exactly and that, that leads to Rhodes goal like you said about his jump I don't know if you saw but you will have seen the thing what I like the most is when he scored that goal after the match you see everybody on social media it would just he deserves that and Jordan Rhodes this Jordan Rhodes that what a legend what a player it shows what he's like behind the scenes it shows that he's still training and he's still He's wears it on his sleeve and he deserves the chance and all players respect him. Do you know what I mean? Everybody loved it that he scored and you could see respect for him and that's not happened when somebody scored before. But again, then you go into the next game and you bench again and it, 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 it just one must think what we're going to do sort of thing. Like with Kachunga, I know you don't want to change the starting lineup, and he has run his bollocks off. He's done all right and he missed that massive chance at Bournemouth which was an awful miss which could build up. But you're thinking as Rhodes, I've got this many goals, I've done this, I've done that or whatever. Why aren't I starting? Like you've you've got to. I don't know. I just 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you saw on social media someone putting the statistics uh, about Jordan Rhodes, and I think uh, goals per per minute or something. He's he's got the best goal per minute ratio out of out of anyone. I mean, I know he's not played much at all, so you can't really read read too much into that uh, sort of statistic. But I mean, I thought the way that some of the fans, well, he's only scored well, twice. Think about that. I've, I've never heard that, James. I'm interrupting you here because I've never heard that. So if if you say like that's what did you read that say that again? So he's what? So in terms of goals per per ninety minutes, he's uh, he's the he's top out of, out of everyone. Or he was, he was so, yeah, yeah. Well, well so does that not prove then that? Well, think think about that stat properly. So goals per minute for Wednesday is top out of everyone. So no matter how much any other striker's played or whatever. He scored more goals for each minute he's played. So if he plays the games, he'll, he'll he's obviously going to score more goals, surely. Uh, well, yeah, you can. The thing is, he's not, he's not he's played that few minutes and he's only scored two goals. So it's always going to it's always going to be skewed that way. I mean, if you oh, just um, for this season, yeah. just for this season, you mean? Yeah, it's just it's just right. yeah, it's just for this just for this season. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's hardly played, hasn't he? So, um, but I mean, statistic is still a statistic, um, and I I'm a firm believer that you know if if we uh, we have said before. Um, you know, you put the ball in six yard box, he'll score. Guess what? Put the ball in six yard box, he, he nodded it in, and we won two one. So, the thing is, we are going to talk about overreaction from the fans, and I think there were a bit of that uh, in midweek as well. I think people were, especially about Jordan Rhodes, the way people were going off. I, I fully expected there to be a statue of Jordan Rhodes outside yeah, this, mate, this weekend, but yet, but yet, you know, week before, everyone's absolutely slating him. Now, I get that it might not be the same people that are slating him and then praising him. You know, there is them diehards that you know that, that do do think that Jordan Rhodes is the best player since you know Chris Waddle or whatever. But um, but yeah, the people um, the way that people went off, I think it was you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. Yes, he scored a good goal. Yes, I do think he needs a a chance, but we can't we can't just. Uh, throw him in there because if we throw him in against Millwall and he doesn't score, well, guess what? His confidence is absolutely shot again, and we're kind of we're kind of back to square one. You can follow us on our social media. Just search for at WTID Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and make sure you get involved. So yeah, I mean uh, that's that was a Bournemouth game. Obviously, we we were absolutely buzzing midweek, and I know you you wanted to, to do a podcast in midweek to, uh, yeah, to talk about it all. Uh, and then we've got Millwall, which will come on to obviously the final result and what we felt at, at the end of the game. But I thought that first off, up until that, up until that penalty, I thought we absolutely dominated. I thought we were we were on top, and I think for the first time in a long time, we we actually had the most possession. Now I know possession don't mean everything, and you know it's the, it's the how many goals to score at the end of the game, but but we're yep. actually you know on top, and we actually like I said we're controlling it. I don't think Millwall were even in that. In the first half, at all, they were. We, we should have absolutely battered them. Uh, to be to be perfectly honest, we just, I, I feel like we just didn't take advantage of the that possession that we had. Yep, I agree. And um, going back to again what you said, it's just we, we we're doing a podcast for the, what we like doing for the Sheffield Wednesday fans about Sheffield Wednesday, what they all listen to. And um, so you, the last thing we're going to do is slay our own fans. But I think when you like when we spoke to Daniel Padil a few hours ago, and it was literally saying. Yeah, we fans are just. Well, I love Sheffield Wednesday. He's, he's, he lives in Sheffield and all this. But, but even what he was saying, Glenn Lovins and all this, saying, I think what fans don't realise is, and when you put it as simple as this, if they lose two games, for example, they miss an open net or they miss a sitter, 
and everyone, oh God, he's shit. They don't want to miss a sitter. They don't want to miss an open net. They don't want to play crap. They don't want to miss this chance or whatever, but it's human and it, it happens. And then that affects the players and they said the confidence goes down and then it puts more pressure on them, blah, blah, blah. And when you see that all over Twitter, like first off, you see, I'm not going to name names, but all over these Facebook groups and Twitter and everything, the amount of people I see, Rhodes, this, that, Rhodes, fucking, and then he'll score. And then, yeah, he needs another chance in team, blah, blah, and then he won't play. And then, oh God, we're awful. And then look, after the wall got that penalty, we're winning one nil. And right, this could be seven wins in nine, and that's promotion form. And this and that, and this and that, and this and that, and this and that. And then at half time, as soon as they made it to one again, it's right, this is ridiculous. It's not good enough. It's not fucking. It's just mad. It's just, just chill out. Like we, we, I were arguing with this kid on Twitter because he was saying, right. So you're telling me we're staying up with that, not a chance, blah blah. We need some some sort of form. And I, I replied saying some sort form that they're right we've won six in nine games what how is that not some sort of form yeah i know yeah but we lost the commentary and thinking wait yeah but it don't matter and then another fan was saying right listen just as we need to win finally as soon as wednesday need to win they mess it up everyone around everyone around us losing but and i went what do you mean everybody will win anyway yeah but birmingham are losing yeah but rotherham are winning and qpr are winning and forest are winning and just some things people say it's just it's ridiculous like i'm I'm all for when players are rubbish every single week. Like, Pelly Pessy, have a go at him all you want. Like, slate him all you want. But when it's players like, like Patterson, when he didn't score for two games and it were horrendous, it was so bad, weren't it? And that shot at, yeah. Millwall, uh, that shot at, that shot at Bournemouth what went in, right? If Keeper should have saved it. If he did, right, he's hated. How the hell did he miss that, right? That's, that's all you'd have heard, right? But it's somehow clear yeah. and he's a legend. It's a legend. Millwall, that goal, like he hit it just over the keeper at middle at net. He shouldn't have scored, but he's a legend because it went in. If not, how's he missed that? He's not good enough. He's not a striker. He's, it's just, it just drives me insane. Like, just they do see it. The players yeah. do see it. They, they've told us, they've, they've told us themselves, and this social media kills it. So just chill out a bit. I mean, I, I we're going to talk about that a little bit later on about the overreaction. We might as well we might as well talk about it now. Uh, I mean, there's a, the, a couple of a tweets that we got uh, earlier today. Um, one, one here in response to uh, me putting have we have we calmed down uh, yet from yesterday? Um, I'm afraid not, pal. We're going nowhere apart from League One. The fans realise after numerous signings, numerous managers, we are worse off now than five years back when we were one game away from the Premiership. The club's in turmoil in every department. Shame on you, Chancera. Then there's another one. Uh, acutely, yes. But looking at the bigger picture, Sheffield Wednesday will continue to go backwards whilst Chancery and his advisor remain in charge of the club, regardless of playing staff and managers. It will be a miracle if this leaderless and injury-prone squad avoids relegation. But like we just said, carry on as we are, carry on getting you know two wins out of every three games, and we're not going to be in, yep. we're not going to be in that in the shit that we're in. Um, you, you know, if you look if you look now, I think. I know it's ifs, buts, maybes. If we win on Tuesday against against Wickham, there's eight points from 23rd in the division to 11th. <laughs> eight, eight points. That's how many teams, you know, what's that? Um, 12 teams that are potentially need to be looking over the shoulder. So you're you're in 11th and you're thinking, oh, I'm only three points off, uh, three places off at, off at playoffs. But actually, you're probably closer to relegation so and, and obviously not all them teams are going to win so I mean people are saying all these teams around us that are winning blah blah blah, blah. It's, it's, um, it's not good for us for me I think it is because that's dragging more and more clubs into the you know into yeah. the um, relegation battle and 
like I said, those play those teams are going to be playing each other. So there's going to be there's going to be teams that are going to be slipping up, and then they are, then you know let me look at Birmingham. They've you know four or five weeks ago they were like you know they well they weren't they weren't in a relegation fight. Now look at them they they're in bottom three. Look at Rotherham they've they've strung two or three wins together, and they've shot right up the league table, and they've uh, you know they've got another. What two games in hand? I think they've they're playing on Tuesday. I think they've got another one as well. So so yeah, yeah. And then looking at look, when you're on about Birmingham, it just like reminded me. I've got a lot of friends at Birmingham friends. You look at Birmingham, right? Birmingham. If we'd have won Millwall on Saturday, Birmingham would have been in relegation zone. So the only the only out, the only way Birmingham could have been in relegation zone going into Saturday's game were if Wednesday won, Forest won, QPR won, and Rotherham won. Right. So. They would have been in relegation zone. That's that's how that's how much it's up and down at minute. So when we spoke last week, you remember about Derby, and I says, yeah, that'll be them now mid table. And then they lost to Rotherham, and now they're right back in it again. So it's with Birmingham, a team like Birmingham, that is a team that will fall into it, a big club like Wednesday or whatever. And they, they were they smashed bomb if they played right well. I listened to it, what listened to all commentators and that, and they should have won, but they didn't. That's the point they didn't. So with Birmingham, then them now next game we beat Wickham next game, whatever they're in relegation zone, and it's. Two games in hand. I know you can't count one games in hand, but if we win our two games in hand, we are now. We will then. We we will. In fact, we will be above Coventry if we win our two games in hand because we're six points behind and we have better goal difference. And a few weeks ago, when they beat us, it was that were it. It were Coventry. Well, they were nowhere near relegation zone, and Wednesday were going down. Do you know what I mean? So it can all change in space for a few games, like it has done. But you can't just rely like this pessimistic and this. Oh my God, we're going down now just because we lost on Saturday. I think it were Joe Cran on on Twitter. He summed it up perfectly, saying um, having some, something like having uh, being too high on the highs and too low on the lows is is yeah. like bad for your yeah. mental health. And I think it is. I think some people have just you know we're, we're going up midweek and now we're going down. The, you know after the weekend, and I think we've got to like I said, don't get too excited about. Everything really. I know. I know it's hard. I know because you're a fan and stuff. And when we're winning, you want to keep us. You know, you want to see us win. But we're not. We're not a promotion contending side. You know, we are. Um, you know, we're like a probably. We're, we're bottom half at bottom half at table side. So and that, and that's where we are. And that's that's how that's how we're playing. Yep. And put it this way: this is the easiest way to sum all this up. Is as simple as this: before we play Preston, beat Preston. The next three fixtures was Preston at home, Bournemouth away, and then Millwall away. You ask 100,000 100, Wednesday fans, 100, it doesn't matter. You ask, do a survey like they do on Family Fortunes. How many people in the Wednesday fans that you asked would take six points from Preston at home, Millwall away, and Bournemouth away? How many fans? Our survey says? It would say 99.9%. That's what it'd say. Fact. Yep, that's what it'd say. It's what what would it say? Yeah. Would, would would you have took six points from them three games, yes or no? Mate, I'd had a snap chand off. Like there's no it's not even a contest. How, how many people have took four? A lot of people. I, I would have. But anyway, we took six. But because we won them two games first and then lost at Millwall, I say we're going down again. It's ridiculous. If we'd have lost to Preston and then beat Bournemouth and then beat Millwall, oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? But it didn't, it didn't work out like that. So we're too inconsistent. We're not good enough. It's just ridiculous. Just chill out. We've got six points from nine. We've got six wins from nine nine games. We're still six. And if, if the season started nine games, but we didn't leave. It didn't start then. But the fact is, you've got to start somewhere. Nine games is a, a quarter of the season. Nine, eighteen, twenty-seven, thirty-six. It's more or less a quarter of the season. Yeah. 
but no, if Paul Cook had come in and it had the start that we'd had, uh, I think everyone had been saying that he's an absolute saviour and he's and as a god and, and this, that, and the other. I think it's because, it's, you know, Thompson's only caretaker manager. He's, he's not been given like the credit that, that he deserves. And I say, we're not going to win every game. You know, Millwall went into that game just like us, wanting wanting to win. And and, and as it happened, they beat us. That, that, that's football. You know, we're not going to win absolutely every, every single game. We can't get too excited about it. Like, just, you know... Just take it. The thing that's going for us is that we've got so many games coming up. We've lost on Saturday, but we're playing exactly. Tuesday. Exactly. So if we win on Tuesday, it's all forgotten about. And then we beat, you know, beat Wickham. And I think after that, we've got Swansea, I think, at the weekend. A bit, you know, a bit of a, you know, that's a big, well, they're top of the league, aren't they? Or second, seconded league. So that's, that's, a, that's a tough game. But again, I bet people will be thinking, oh, what a shit performance if we, if we lose. We know we don't. And, uh, you know, knowing us, Typical Wednesday fashion. We'll probably we'll probably beat Swansea, but you know we just got to take every game as it comes. Let's not get too excited about it. Let you know if we carry on playing as we are, we're not going to get relegated. So I don't think we need to need to worry about it. Simple as that. And James, like when you're on about there, when you're on about the Swansea game, I, I'm I'm telling you now, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost to Wickham and beat Swansea. I wouldn't. I really wouldn't because that these are sort of games like you know when you look at Rotherham. I look at I look at Rotherham and I just think they never seem to lose. Like every year when they get relegated, I just seem to see them and they just never seem to lose. And they're always around relegation zone. And then when you look at Wickham, they always seem to put in good performances and then they lose three 0 like they did Forest or whatever. But when we play Wickham, if we beat Wickham, we're not going to beat them three 0 And I'm saying this on podcast live now, and I look stupid if we don't. We're not going to beat them three 0 I think if we win one 0 maybe two, two, whatever. But against Swansea, no expectation. Blah blah. blah. That would be a sort of game that Wednesday had grind out a one 0 win. Do you know what yeah. I mean? When it's a, you're expected to lose or whatever, because I don't know. I, just, I can just see it happening like that. But I, I think I think they'll beat Swansea. I really do think they'll beat Swansea. Myself and Jamie bring this podcast to you because we're both passionate Wednesday eyes, but it doesn't come without a cost. Now we're not doing this to get rich, but for less than the cost of a match day pie and a pint, you can help support the podcast. By becoming a patron, you'll be helping with the hosting costs, as well as allowing us to purchase new equipment to further enhance the listening experience and allow us to continue producing this podcast for you each and every week. Just go to patreon.com forward slash WTIDpod to become a patron of the podcast. Now, we don't want to make you feel like you have to, but your support is genuinely appreciated, so thank you. So this week, first clue for guest the player. Um, again, we'll do it three like normal. People guess on Twitter, as you always do, etc. This player, Wednesday signed him on loan from Southampton in 2005. So it's a striker who was signed on loan from Southampton in 2005. That's the first clue, right? Yep, I've, um, I've not really got any idea on that one. So second clue for the competition, not a competition, but just to see if anyone can get it. Second clue is Sheffield Wednesday then signed this player again on loan in 2014. I know it is, got it. I've got it. Have you got it? Don't say it though. Don't say it. Don't I've got it. Right, are you ready for the last clue? So the last clue, because I don't really, it's hard to do a last clue with this unless you know the club. So all I'm going to say for the last clue, because you've got 10 second countdown, get it ready, 10 second countdown, is initials are LB. Go. LB. Well, I thought it was Kenwin Jones. <laughs> yeah, so you thought it was Kenwin Jones. Time's up, everyone at home. Let's see who's got it. The answer is Leon Best. 
Oh, Leon. Did he come from Southampton? Yeah. yeah. I That's thought he came he from loan. Oh, right. I thought, he, I thought we had him from Chelsea. No. Bloody hell. Never played for Chelsea. But Southampton, one loan at Wednesday and teams like Coventry. Then, then he went to Newcastle, didn't he? Blackburn. Um, ended up at he went a few games for Overham and all and then ended up at Charlton oh I'm I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking of Leon Knight not Leon Best the Wednesday Till I Die podcast uh, we, we haven't really spoke about the, the Millwall game I know we want to kind of delete you from delete you from memory but you you said quite a good thing to me uh, on the, on WhatsApp I think just after the match finished and you said it were uh, Westwood 1 Pelly Pessy 4 <laughs> Just touching on Westwood. I mean, I know he, I know he made a bit of a clangor it's, for their what third goal was it? But um, yeah, but but that the saves that he made just before that, it could have literally it could have been six or seven, seven one. And I think I think we've wowed me for Dawson in net. But we'll, we don't make them saves. Well, for a start, if he didn't make that save against Bournemouth, that were two points gone. Like, we don't need to talk about things like that because it's ridiculous I don't think it were a clanger he's gone over him even if it were a clanger right for a start nine times out of ten that doesn't happen right? the, the ball doesn't go there the ball doesn't go yeah. it doesn't It doesn't lob him and if it was a good strike weren't it, it, it well, yeah listen it doesn't it don't normally happen it's got to be in top corner like for it to happen and not only that if if nine times out of ten that ball gets crossed into the box and he's not and he's just stood on his line like a statue like another keeper might do then why ain't he coming out for it he's there ready sort of at that place yeah. where yeah he's no man's land but you don't expect that to happen and then nine times out of ten he can tip it over but if ball comes into box he's commanding it he's giving it so whatever but again going back to it with the games you, you can't you've got to take it with a pinch of salt like with Westwood he'll win us more games than he'll lose Sam Hutchinson he'll he's, he's his performances have got us more points that way if we didn't have him he's done really well since he's come in Hutchinson by the way I'm just, yeah I'm just about to say exactly that I, I think he's been absolutely class I know I was when before he came I was a bit like on the fence thinking oh, I don't think he's going to go straight in the side but he's kind of uh, he's proved me wrong definitely he's, he's coming I think centre-back is probably his best best position uh, you know he played what well, defensive midfield the first game he's been slotting to centre-back in like a three for the last uh, for the last two or three games and I think that's it's quite well suited to that. Then some blocks and some some well, it's more he's like he's the way he reads the game for me. Uh, he can see what's going to happen, and you know he can he can see it beforehand, and he you know steps in and you know makes a sliding uh, sliding tackle to break up play, and then next minute we're on a we're on an attack, and it's something that we've we've definitely definitely missed, and it, it, you know he, he has he's definitely done a job, and I think he's improved us. He has, he has, and like I said at start uh, when he first came, I said the same. I said I think he'll go straight in. And I think it, off the pitch, I think the main thing that we both agreed on and that most Wednesday fans agreed on for once is that it, it'd be good, even if you weren't playing in the game or whatever, or you were still injured, like it'd be good off the pitch. You couldn't, we couldn't lose him because he's pay as you play sort of thing. Oh, he's not stealing wages and he's injured like what, what he'd normally get. So off the pitch, I think it rectifies, it clarifies it from when we spoke to Daniel Padil. All he said to us when we were talking to him, we said, talk about everything and obviously we can't, release a podcast and talk about what we spoke about for 45 minutes but the gist of what he was saying like with Hutchinson with people don't understand how important Barry Bannon is off the pitch as well and with Hutchinson he was saying not only is he a good player he said that signing of Hutchinson he says he's a voice and, it, and, the, and he'll be good around club and in changing room and it, and it is and you can tell it is already so I think little things like you saw in the media when they rung the fans up and things like that that's not because Hutchinson no it's not because of, we've won a few games no whatever it's, it's done but he's the sort of personality there that you know, and you knew he'd be on the phone to someone. 
Do you know what I mean? You knew you knew Hutchinson would have been on phone to someone. It's, it doesn't sound like much, but it is. And it's someone that fans would want to hear from. If somebody rung me up as a fan, as a player, I'd want to hear from either Hutchinson, Bannon, Patterson, because he's a player at the minute and all that, or Westwood. Do you know what I mean? So... Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, there's one thing that I've um, that I noted from that Millwall game. I think um, well, in the second half, you know, Thompson made a few changes. I think he was rolling the dice a little bit, and he uh, reach went to wing back, and Harris came on and played played wing back as well. Did you see and my I tweet, think... James? Did you see my tweet? I didn't just, know. What just before say? we did, just before we did that, I said Penny's legs to go in. He needs to take Penny off, put Reach to left back, and get Harris, uh, Harris on left wing. For, for me though, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it works. Because I mean, for me, yeah, they're more attacking options on on your wing. But you're not putting them there for for the way that they tackle. And um, they're probably working on it in training and stuff like that. But you, you put them on there to to bomb forward. But yeah. in that second half, we just didn't get forward at all. And I think it, it kind of that, it backfired a little bit. I think Palmer obviously is a much better defender, but he's not fantastic going forward so yeah I think he I think we rolled the dice somewhat but it, it kind of didn't didn't really didn't really pay off to be honest we have a new podcast ready for you to download and listen to each and every Monday so make sure you subscribe and you'll never miss an episode episode so uh before we move on to the uh the Wednesday picks feature that we have the mapping versus Alcroft um I just want to talk about player at month um Patterson got it this uh, front for January. Do you think that's deserved? See, you know, my, yeah, I do. Opinion on this, James, is as simple as this. So when a striker, well, not a striker, as they say is, when a striker scores two goals, three goals in a, in a month, they're going to get a goal a month. Whereas when a defender gets it, it's when not a lot of strikers have scored, but we've kept a lot of clean sheets. Do you know what I mean? It's got to be, to be a defender or whatever to get it, you've got to literally have scored a, scored a goal at month from a corner or something and then not conceded a goal. Or But Patterson has not only won it because of his goals, it's his work rate and everything he puts in as well. So Hutchinson, big mistake at Thingy. Big mistake against what he call it, Bournemouth. But so that he didn't do that mistake and Hutchinson bagged a goal or something, then Hutchinson's getting it. I think a lot of time it goes on how important the goals are and things like that. So yeah, yeah, I do agree with him getting it because he scored them important goals and he's put a lot in for the team. And you can see as a character, you can see he's a player we need. I knew that as soon as we got him. But at the same time, Hutchinson has been solid for me and he's played really well. And Westwood has just stepped in completely, come back into the team, and just I think he's been good. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Patterson deserved it, to be honest. You, you mean, you've, you've took words out of my mouth, to be honest. The, the work rate. I think as a fan, uh, I think everyone's going to agree with me here. Uh, if you see someone putting 110% in every every single game, that that that's works wonders. Um, if, you, if you see someone that's just lazy, not arsed, not bothered, you know, it's easy to get uh, for fans to get on the backs. Um, but he's, he's put, you know, he's put a shift in every single game, uh, and that's all you can ask for, really. He might not be the most technically gifted, but if you put a shift in, we're gonna love you. It's true, that's true. But that, uh, you know, only only reason I'm, I'm saying butting in with this is because probably Pessy always tries and he always runs about, but it's it's shocking. It's shocking, and it literally looks like there's an imaginary ball there in the middle of the field that he's constantly running after. And if Bannon don't tell him what to do, he don't know where to put himself. And it's just, it, 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 it does give an effort 110% every game. He does try his hardest every game, but he's like that chance came in when he had that shot and he nearly scored. He nearly scored the goal, but then he nearly scored a goal at Millwall and he's trying so hard and everyone's loving him and, and looking, game a break and blah, blah, blah. But then two minutes later, he does that. And it's just, 
it's just a liability. It doesn't need to be anywhere near our squad because he adds nothing. I'm going to speak to Joey Pellipesi. I'm going to get his number and I'm going to make sure that he sends you a Christmas card. Yeah, so, yeah do it. As long as it says to somebody else in family and not me. Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, know, you, t- you touched on the, you know, Hutchinson and Westwood. I think uh, I think they've they've probably staked claim for, for player at the moment. But it's good that we're actually talking about you know people playing well. I think yeah. you know go back to this December. Uh, I, I don't think anyone would have won player month at all because we were playing terrible. But it just shows as well that it's, I, I was thinking about this when we, were, when we were playing Millwall that the players are exactly the same. All right, we've brought Hutchinson in. I know we've brought Green in, who we haven't really seen for the past you know yeah. couple of games, Weird, which I thought was a bit strange. But we've, we, the, the team are exactly the same. From the start of the season to now, all right, we've had a few injuries. We haven't yeah. got Iofa uh, and things like, and thing, you know, Dunkley's in and out of the squad. But it's the same side. And and how can, a, you know, 11 players on that pitch be yep. so bad against, I mean, I pick out Rotherham as one example. And, you know, they were just, we were terrible that game. Absolutely terrible. And we've been terrible yep. for most of the season. And then we go up against Bournemouth and put in that performance. And we're going against Preston and again, putting a putting a shift and putting a good performance. They're the same players. Nothing is di- well. The, the only thing that's different is the manager. And you know when people say uh, it's not the manager, it's the players. I think I think this has just proven that it must be the managers. It must it, be the, whatever the manager's doing and whatever the manager's telling them. I mean, the players must be like robots. They must just do whatever they're told. And if they're told to defend and not go forward, they don't do it. Even if you think, well, actually, this <coughs> this is shit. Like I need, I you know we should be going forward. They just do whatever they're told, and well, look off the pitch. Being told, look yeah, off the pitch. Been, James, we've clearly been given um, a bit of sense of freedom now, which uh, which is good. It's good to see. Would any fan care if they were ringing people up doing something good for fans on Twitter? They're like, "Oh, look at what they're doing for fans. It's so nice." I and mean, they don't want to care if we're losing. Like, it just seems to be recently since Hutchinson came back. That's what I mean. It's a bit weird, but they're, they're doing things for fans. They're ringing fans up and trying to make people happy or whether they're doing daft videos on the social media and that there's not so much look at my trainers anymore on some other players Instagrams or whatever and it just seems like there's a bit of positivity at club and then at Millwall you say all this Coventry were awful performance but apart from Coventry the first half at Millwall were good it was just that second half at Millwall and then Coventry that were it if we if we said before like I said before Preston game before we played Everton and Exeter or whatever if we said we're going to have one bad half and one really bad game in the next six would have took it. And we've had one bad half against Thingy, against Millwall, and yeah, we lost the game. We had one bad full game as Coventry, yeah, we lost the game. But then apart from that, we've had six or seven really good halves and got a lot of good results. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he talks about them, you know, players uh, calling fans and whatever. I think now for the uh, time to talk initiative, but I think it's something that should carry on. Uh, you know, what, especially during lockdown and stuff there's people out there that have I mean I speak for myself highlight of my weeks going to Morrison's on a, on a Friday yeah. I'm, just, I'm just I'm just sat at home working from home you know there's nothing to do I think yeah I know I know they've done it for that that, that initiative and stuff but for me just you know they don't have to do many it's little just things have have, you know a couple, a couple one, one player one phone call during you know during training to to a fan, it's just going to make the day in it. And then I think you know all, all them people that I saw you know tweets going out. So whoever got a phone call, we're straight onto Twitter. Oh my god, I've had a phone call from Kieran Westwood. Oh my god, exactly. blah, 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 blah. It's just little it's things. Just getting a, yeah, and it's a, having a buzz about the club and and which is kind of been a bit been lost. And uh, yeah, I think they should. I think it's, that's something that should definitely definitely continue. 
Now it's time for our weekly feature brought to you in association with Wednesday Picks. Mapping versus Howgroff. As you probably know now, me and Jamie go head-to-head each week to see who will have bragging rights. Now, Wednesday Picks is a free-to-play game whereby asking and correctly predicting the outcome of the games can bag you a share of £1,000. Download the app today from the App Store to play along. Uh, please play responsibly and be gambleaware.org. So, um, Bournemouth game, do you want to know how many points you got? Uh, go on. Well, you got two. What? Yeah, that was pretty terrible. Do you want to know how many points I got? Six. Four. <laughs> I had a shocker. Are we classing but, that as a win then? Uh, for, mate, look if, we, look, if I score four goals and you score two, I've beat you, mate. So uh, so it's 2-1. Uh, I've took a lead, 2-1. So, um, yeah, let's we go again. Wickham. So, as ever, same questions as always. Will we beat them? How many goals will we score? How many corners? Shots on target and how many saves? Go ahead. Right, so me first, isn't it? So I'm going to say, yes, we'll beat them because I think it'll be 1-0. Shots on target. Two. So yes, yes, we'll beat them. Two shots on target, four corners or more, whatever it is. Um, I think they'll make one save. I mean, yeah, one goal. Said one nil there, so one goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, we are gonna beat Wickham. I think uh, if we don't beat them, it's gonna be absolute travesty. I'm gonna go. We're gonna score three goals. I mean, first, I think that's gonna be the first time this season we're gonna score three goals. We're gonna, we're gonna hammer them. I'm gonna be mis optimistic this uh, this week. Uh, four or more corners, absolutely. Uh, we're going to have, well, to score three goals. We've got to have probably four or more shots on target. Um, and then I'm going to go two saves, uh, to be honest. So, uh, so yeah, let's see who uh, who gets bragging rights this week. And hopefully I'll take an unassailable leader. So thank you very much for, for listening. Uh, as always, I hope you are enjoying the uh, the podcast that, we, that me and Jamie are putting out for you. Uh, again, if you want to make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss another episode and give us a, a thumbs up and a like. And the last thing what we forgot to mention, James, is 750 followers we're releasing next podcast, aren't we? 750 followers on Twitter and we're not only going to release one, we're going to release two. Absolutely. So yes, 750 followers will give you the Glenn Leuven's podcast. Uh, episode and also the Chris Turner uh, episode as well. So uh, at at WTID Pod Wednesday till I die Pod. Magic, excellent. So thank you very much for listening, everyone, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans